This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. After 30 years, the wait is over. A generation has passed since Liverpool were last crowned champions of England, but now they reign once more. I'm Guy Clark. Welcome to the post-game podcast on a night where Liverpool may not have played, but the pressure put on Man City was too much as they fell to a 2-1 defeat to Chelsea at Stamford Bridge to hand the Reds their 19th league title. Coming up, we'll hear fans' reaction to Liverpool becoming champions, dip into our Blood Red podcast Facebook group, as well as hear from Pep Guardiola on the night he and his Man City side were dethroned as champions of England. But first, for reaction to Liverpool securing their 19th league title, let's hear from the Echo's Liverpool correspondent, Paul Gorst. Liverpool are the Premier League champions. Manchester City 2-1 defeat at Chelsea on Thursday night has confirmed the Reds as Premier League champions a first league championship in 30 long and often painful years for the Reds. But that is all washed away tonight as the Reds are celebrating in a hotel on Merseyside with Jurgen Klopp uh, giving an emotional address to the media after the game uh, detailing what an incredible season it's been so far for the Reds. Uh, 31 games played, just a 7 points drop. Liverpool have been a cut above. Uh, in fact, they've been several cuts above pretty much every other team in the league. And Manchester City's defence of their championship finally came to an end after that 2-1 defeat at Chelsea tonight, as we say. Uh, Liverpool uh, got their noses in front in August. Uh, the first game of the season back in the first week of August. A 4-1 win over Norwich, a convincing victory. And from then on in, they haven't looked back once. Liverpool, as we say, been absolutely streaked ahead and they've led from start to finish. And the target now is to go on and uh, get more than that 100-point tally that still sits as the record that Manchester City set a couple of years back. Liverpool, of course, can still do it. Um, I think they can still end up with uh, around about 107 points. And that has to be the target now for Jürgen Klopp and his players as they look to finish with a flourish and give this incredible season from another world the uh, just reward that it deserves. Because, as we say, Klopp's players, from start to finish, from top to bottom, right the way across the squad, they have been several cuts above. Um, everyone in this Premier League and Manchester City with whom they have now a very modern rivalry and the two teams will go again for the Premier League title uh, once more next season and it promises to be an absolute uh, fight to the finish for both clubs but for now Liverpool are crowned the Premier League champions the best team in England and they now have the trophy to show for it uh, here on the Liverpool Echo, we'll have everything uh, coming with, coming uh, on our website and, and in print over the next few days and weeks. And it promises to be a really exciting time to be following the Reds, to be covering the Reds and to be supporting the Reds most of all. So stay tuned for all that. Liverpool Premier League champions 2019-20. Even the coronavirus couldn't stop them. A three-month interruption. Uh, but Liverpool returned to action on Sunday with a goal of straw at Everton before concluding the massive three points that they needed on Wednesday evening with a 4-0 win over Crystal Palace. So there we have it. Liverpool are the Premier League champions 2019-20. Paul Gorse reflecting on Liverpool becoming Premier League champions for the very first time. 22 points clear with seven games to go. Jurgen Klopp's Reds become the side to have won the title with the fewest amount of games played. Having lost out so cruelly to Man City last season by just a point, the Reds now have the title. And here's what City boss Pep Guardiola has had to say on the night his side's grip of the title slipped away for good. Congratulations for uh, all Liverpool fans, the managers, the players. Well-deserved champion. 
Pep, you've obviously won the League Cup and you've still got a lot to play for with the FA Cup and the Champions League. But have you been have you been surprised at how far Liverpool have been ahead of you this season? And given your remarkable points totals in the last two seasons, have you, have you been disappointed that you've been this far behind? And did you expect better? Well, that is the reality. So... We are far, but the other HG teams are farther. So we're a team that were fantastic in terms of point of consistency, like we had in the previous two seasons. But this season we dropped points in the beginning, some unfairly, and the other ones because we make mistakes like today. And uh, and Liverpool didn't drop points, and that's why it was good. So had to recover for the next season, for the level we have, for the opponents uh, to be more consistent. Um, and, and recover the, you know, the points we missed this season. So that is a reality when the, the gap is like this. So two seasons ago, we had 25 points be in front of Liverpool. Two seasons later, they got this distance. So now we have time to think about it, to try to recover. Liverpool, Pep, obviously, you know, like you say, that they finished a long way behind you and they came back. Do you think the hurt of finishing uh, so far behind Liverpool this season could be a, a strong motivating factor for your team? Now we have a still, yeah, yeah, of course should be, but now we have, uh, we have, I would say, uh, still five, six weeks, the competition, especially, especially on Sunday, is important to get the semi-final track up and after finish the, the league, the Premier League, you know, to, to achieve the qualification for the Champions League. And, and after finish the Champions League, prepare the game, the second leg against Madrid. Pep, does the, the fact that you've had you've been waiting for this for so long make it emotionally easier to deal with? It's not a last-minute winner. It's not it's not a last-minute defeat that you've had time to, to kind of emotionally prepare for this moment. Well, of course, we knew it for a long time. Uh, it's nice to finish the season, try to finish the season after lockdown. Uh, but in the same time, we want to win the game. And in general, we did uh, good things in the first and the second half. But unfortunately, unfortunately, we lost the game uh, uh, for some details. Uh, but in general, the game, I'm not so much disappointed, but we have to learn, so we have to be consistent that we were in the previous season, that we were consistent and behind, and this season we could not maintain this level. Look, I know um, you said that the title was lost uh, a long time ago, but but now that it has actually happened, you know, does it hurt? Well, I never thought uh, always we can win. So the last thing now we can say the last ten competitions we played as a club, we won eight titles. So never happened before in this country, never. So. You cannot win all the time and always. We haven't. We miss uh, one important central defender last season with Vincent, and and Aime was injured all the season. So and and that that was a little bit problem for us. Uh, and uh, we didn't show this consistency that we need to 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 play better. But. So I never thought in my life as a football player manager that always you can win. So what we have done is incredible in the last two, three seasons, winning eight titles to ten. So Liverpool is the first domestic title in the last, I know, seven, eight or ten years. So 
it's so difficult to to maintain this. And after after one four titles, maybe we didn't get or didn't arrive with the same passion. And I have the feeling that Liverpool that won the the Champions League, being the best team in Europe after 30 years, no win the Premier League. They were incredible focus and play every single game like it was is the last chance that we have. And um, and maybe we didn't get that moment. And we thought, okay, we have time, we have time. And when and in the in the especially in the key moments in the first part of the season when we were close to get it and and from different circumstances that help us we could not give it now it was more and more difficult but we cannot forget that uh, we won two titles we have in charge the two more we want to try being so difficult and we are too close to win our titles this is a qualification for the champions League next season and at the end we can play it and this is an incredible success for us so for a club so the last six, seven, eight years, all the time Manchester City was in the Champions League. And the big clubs like in this country could not be possible. So we had to take a little bit of perspective that be humble and say, not all the time you can win and learn simple, learn about what you have to do to, to avoid again uh, this situation. Man City boss Pep Guardiola speaking on Liverpool's league title win at his side's expense following their 2-1 defeat away to Chelsea at Stamford Bridge on Wednesday evening. Let's now, though, get straight into some of our regular contributors. And first up is Mark Baker. Best day, I think, of, of my lifetime seeing Liverpool win the Premier League. I never thought it would happen. There were so many doubts that crept in throughout the years. I remember... Obviously, being my age, I'm 36 now, so I started going to game, and really, the, the first memories are sort of like the Roy Evans era, and Liverpool for me were the best, the best passing team in the division at that time. Would dominate games, had superb players in the attacking third of the pitch, and the central midfield, John Barnes would never give the ball away. McManaman was instrumental in everything they did. Never missed a game, played in the free role, and 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 you felt they were nearly there. They were nearly there. They nearly had enough. Robbie Fowler was obviously a goal scoring machine, but defensively they were never good enough. They would never beat the teams who you believe they should beat, even after coming against dominating some of the better teams within the league. And ultimately that fell away. Now you move it on, and obviously into the. I know there was the Julia era, but really the Benitez era, in which, much like Julia, was very had a very functional team. But Benitez, within his team, had a few elite players, especially down the spine of the pitch, and obviously Gerard in his prime at that time. He had Fernando Torres as a goal scorer, um, two excellent centre halves, and obviously Xavi Alonso in the side. But you'd always felt they missed the player of having that X factor, maybe down the sides of the pitch. And they ran into a Manchester United team in terms of Cristiano Ronaldo at that point, and and they weren't able uh, to overhaul them. And then that quickly fell away again. Moving on to the next stage, you look at the Brendan Rodgers era, and for me, one of the greatest coaching achievements uh, was the season of Rodgers. I thought he was outstanding as a manager that season, in the way he manipulated his team, changed his tactics throughout the season, always came up with solutions to the majority of problems that he faced. Obviously, you Sterling in a in a, a free position at the tip of a diamond at times in that season, played a narrow midfield, flipped from three at the back at one point, and was always tactically ahead for me of, of the opposition managers. And they became so close to winning the league, obviously fell away for me because of an incident in one football game in which... They were comfortable in um, a freak freak accident and then they were on the back foot for the rest of the game in which the opposition could come back and, 
and sit, soak up pressure. And you could feel that the pressure got to the Liverpool side on that day. Obviously, during that period, they had the best player who I believe has ever played for the club in Luis Suarez. But even with him, and, and how good for me Rodgers' managerial performance was that season, again, they couldn't get over the line. And like so many times in Liverpool's era, the same happened with Suarez that had happened to the elite players that Liverpool have had before in that they were picked off, mostly by the top Spanish clubs. And you believe that pattern was always going to continue, that Liverpool would get to a point, fall, fall short, and then the best players would be poached and then ultimately leave the club and then you rebuild them again. Same thing happened at the start of Klopp's reign in that he lost his best player in Felipe Coutinho and you just felt that, is this ever going to happen? You get to a point where you, you genuinely believe with the money coming into the game, with Manchester City, Chelsea before, and you think, how can Liverpool compete? How can they attract the kind of players which are going to take them on to the next level and get over the line? And what they did do is they got an absolutely outstanding world-class manager. Couple that with brilliant recruitment. And the fact of the matter is to go on after losing your best player at that time, a quarter of the way through his, the start of his reign, and come up with the solutions to then get to two consecutive Champions League finals, get over the line last year, get nearly a record points total for a Premier League season and fall short to an outstanding Manchester City team and probably the best manager of the, the modern era in, in Guardiola. And then to come back again this season and with all the qualities that Manchester City have, all the riches and outstanding world-class players they have in the centre of the park, and for Liverpool to do what they've done, achieve the amount of points total and be ruthlessly efficient from week to week and get over the line has been an absolutely outstanding achievement. I don't think you can sort of put it into words how, how good it's been, how good some of the players have been that he's brought into the team, how good a managerial performance has been in terms of the organisation of the side with the ball and without the ball to enable the players to be in the best possible position to achieve the success. And all of them things have combined, all the elements have combined. And finally, of all the, the games everyone's been to throughout the years, all the players we've watched, all the disappointments, all the times when you thought that it may not happen anymore, finally, he's been able to deliver what I think everyone felt that he, no one may be able to. And a magnificent achievement from him, all the players... And it's just a, a great day in, in everyone's lives that they'll remember. Mark Baker here on post-game with his thoughts on how Jurgen Klopp's side have run away with the Premier League this season. Plenty of emotion as well in our Blood Red podcast Facebook group. Robert Souden writes, We are the champions. Sarah Downey Ruiz Velasco says, Definitely crying now. What an amazing feeling. Best day ever. And Daryl Fink says, I'm not crying. I'm not crying. I'm not crying. It doesn't matter, Daryl. Liverpool are league champions. More to come here on Post Game after this. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. The wait is over after 30 years. And this moment really belongs to us fans, but was built by Jurgen Norbert Klopp. And 10 years on from Roy Hodgson... All that debt and the threat of administration, Klopp's taken a fairly mediocre squad with a few talented players and developed it year on year. And I think that we knew that he'd bring 
intensity, but I don't think that many of us knew about the mental strength that he'd bring to the to the side. We uh, we lost a Champions League final in pretty heart in a pretty heartbreaking way, and we came back and won it the next season. Last year we lost the league by a point after setting a, 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 a record points total for us, and we came back. <laughs> we came back to this season, and. If you think back to the start of the season, it was all about how how we'd react, how we'd um, cope with um, not winning the league, and obviously City finishing the season last year by by battering um, Watford six nil in the FA Cup final. So yeah, it was all about how we'd react, and this season has just been completely incredible. It's already record breaking with many many records that we've uh, we've set so far. And uh, there's every chance that there's many more records that that will be set. But I think above all the records, we've we've won the title. We've done it at an absolute canter, and we've done it by buying superbly, developing players, good players into world class players, promoting youth players and giving them a chance, and playing brilliantly entertaining football. And yeah, I just can't wait to see the trophy lift from from Henderson and he deserves the plaudits for captaining the team brilliant brilliantly and being such a big part of the team over the last over the best part of the last decade and uh, yeah I just can't wait to get back on the cop and give the players and Klopp the reception they completely deserve we've done it Strassel Witness and Liverpool are Premier League champions where do we begin? I'm so emotional. I've been in absolute bits here with the Premier League champions. It's something I've dreamed about my whole life. And to now to officially be declared the champions and words can't even describe what it means to me. It means it means the world to me. It means everything. This is this is probably the greatest achievement. I you know, I love I've loved the European Cups and but it's been this is incredible. This uh, this is incredible, and what a season it's been. The uh, the emotion of what's all gone on with this Corona nonsense, and you could almost I, I was thinking it was taking the shine off it, but when I watching that game tonight and the emotions I was feeling, they were genuinely genuine emotions. And when the game finished, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm man enough to admit I broke down in tears, you know. Unbelievable, unbelievable feeling. It still doesn't almost feel real. I'm still yet to I've been on the phone to my mates, my dad, and there's gonna be in the next couple of days some serious bevies getting put away. And yeah, it's 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 almost surreal that we've done it and a credit to you know, I don't even know where to begin with the side and the, the management and Klopp for what he's built, what he's done for the club, and what what he's done for what he's done for me. And it's Jurgen Klopp is an absolute legend. He's come to this this country to this football club and the European Cup and. Now the Premier League, it, it's almost it's almost surreal to be saying that we are now the Premier. League. It's I'm I'm just so emotional about it and the players, the team that we've built, the way we've played this season, the way we played last season. But 
this season now that we've finally got the silverware and I just want to enjoy it now. I just want to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy tonight. The drinks are flowing. I'm, I, the, I don't think I'm going to start drinking for a good few days, you know. Oh, it's just... I'm I'm an emotional wreck. I'm not going to lie. And I'm you know, seeing some of the pictures online of, like, the boys all together, you know, celebrating, look like they're in Formby or something like that, somewhere all together in a hotel and... That must be an incredible thing, or what them lads have been through, and they're all together now. And imagine the, imagine the, imagine the, the drinks they're going to be putting away tonight. I'm going to be putting a fair few away and plan to meet up with um, friends and family in the next you know, few. It's going to be a long, long celebration. It's going to be a procession now. When we get to lift the title, you know, it's it's actually lift the trophy there's there's so much to look forward to now and tonight it's just about enjoying the moment um like i say almost an emotional wreck i don't i don't think i'm going to go to sleep for a long long time to see all the fireworks and there's noise and the music when that full-time whistle came you know and i'm even i'm on the outside outskirts of Liverpool, nowhere near and the fireworks and the jubilation, this means so much to the people, so much to the city, so much to the fans, and you know, I'm, I couldn't be prouder of the club, couldn't be prouder of the manager, of you know, the captain. I've just seen an interview. It's, I'm really emotional, and I've never been prouder of our club and of our city. And long may this continue. Come on, Liverpool champions! of the Premier League. Ross and Matt summing up the mood of many Reds tonight. Henry O'Keefe in the Blood Red podcast Facebook group says 30 years waiting is over. We have done it. You'll never walk alone. And Colin Beachy says, will Hendo get the recognition now and will the knockers now leave him alone? Please, he is the captain of the title winners. Time now to hear from our two final contributors tonight. Steve Dawson to come, but not before. Owen Thomas. Liverpool are champions of England once more. Sing it from the belfries, bellow it from the rooftops. Do an MC Hammer style crab shuffle dance. I don't care how you celebrate this glorious new reality. I just suggest that you do so and you do so until your cheeks hurt for smiling. After a terrific topsy-turvy football match at Stamford Bridge, Jurgen Klopp's cunning plan to allow Chelsea to snaffle both Pulisic and William from under our noses paid dividends here. The league title was already almost won, of course, thanks to the brilliance of our own players and staff. But to finally have that shiny trophy in the proverbial bag is so joyously happy making. It's our team and staff that deserve all the credit. For 30 whole years, us fans have been desperate to be in this position. 30 years of expectation, near misses, complete flops, abject failure, almost bankruptcy, coming back, going out. It's like the sea, it's like the tide. 
but finally being able to revel in a team that can meet our wild ambitions is so very madly beautiful. If Fibonacci were still alive, he might have to come up with a new formula. This win is for you, dear listener, as much as it is for Jürgen or Kenny or Stevie G or Mo Salah or Virgil or Robbo or whoever I want to mention. This win is for everybody, all of your loved ones, all of the LFC family. It's past midnight here, so I have to go. I have to go, I have to dig out those baggy 90s MC Hammer pants and get my crab dance on. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast saying, we finally made it, my dear friends, and the view from the top is indeed a breathtaking one. Steve Dawson, just having watched Chelsea against Manchester City, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an old boy, 54 years old this year, so... I've seen Liverpool win the title before and I'm really, really happy for all those Liverpool fans who've never experienced it. And I know it's been, it's been a long, long time, hasn't it? Lifetimes for some people. I, I watch games these days with, with my daughter, uh, on TV here in Singapore. She's, she's 25 and, uh, she's never experienced it, of course. And, and, uh, it's fabulous for her and it's, it's fabulous for the club. We've got, so much more to come, I think. That's that's really important. The first game I remember was the the 1974 FA Cup final. I was a, I was a big Liverpool fan. I, I know that. I, I was desperate for them to win, so I must have watched games beforehand. But this is the first one I remember. They beat Newcastle 3-0 at Wembley. My hero, Kevin Keegan, scoring two goals. So, from my very first memory, I remember Liverpool's success. And we won league titles in that era. But the pinnacle for me in those days, in the 70s, was to was the big, big trophy to dominate all of Europe. And we won the European Cup in 77. And that was that was almost like the pivotal point of my life. I always I always sort of mark any date by how close uh, it was, how um, far in front or behind it was that that date in May in, in 1977. And uh, so for me, that the European Cup is is the big one, and, and the World Club Championship um, in December in Qatar was was huge as well because I I just having been with Liverpool, experiencing success from from day one, you just want to get better and better and better. But I know context is different for everybody, and I, I understand how winning the league title after such a long period. With, with no domestic big wins. You know, it's, it's such a critical time, such a, such an achievement. And we've got such momentum now with Jurgen Klopp, who is, I think you could make a case now. I mean, he's got to go on and achieve more, but he's, he's now in the conversation, isn't he, for, for greatest Liverpool manager of all time. There's a lot more to come. And I think that's, that's important. That's the thing that I want to talk about from, from here on in. It, it's not just what happens today now. It's what happens going forward. That period in the 70s and the 80s that that I enjoyed and that fellow Liverpool fans in that era enjoyed was a period of sustained, not just sustained, but prolonged success at the very, very highest level. And we've showed the early signs of, 
starting to achieve that. We've competed domestically now for two or three years. We've we've competed at high levels in Europe as well and, and had success there. And what comes next is is what's important. You get your Blackburns, you get your Leicesters who, who win the Premier League trophy in isolated circumstances. But when you look at winners of the Premier League in years to come, you look at teams that have dominated their era, that have won several times over a period of several years or have won consecutive titles. And that's what we ought to to aim for now. We we need to build on this and keep building. That's that's the Liverpool way. That's the way it was in the 70s and 80s. And that's the way it really can be again. And I think now Liverpool need to make statements, not just cosmetic statements, but make statements that are going to underline that ambition. And um, I really think we can move forward now and make purchases. Theoretically, I'll come to why it's difficult practically in a moment, but theoretically we can make purchases now that just blow everybody else out of the water. I'm talking about the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, Kylian Mbappe. You know, I don't think it's a secret. I don't think it's a coincidence that despite all the success we've had in the last two or three years and all the money we've made as a club, that we've only purchased players that are are not going to hit the first team for several years or we've dropped single figures in terms of millions of pounds on on players. We've we've not really made a, a big purchase for a couple of seasons now and I don't think it's any coincidence. I really think, and you might think I'm mad, but I really think Liverpool have got their eye on Kylian Mbappe um, with the Nike deal having gone through and all of the the hints that the player himself and occasionally the club drop. I think there's a relationship there. And it's not a question of him replacing Sadio Mane or or Firmino or uh, Mo Salah. It's a question of having four world-class players competing for three spots and they all get lots of football. It's that kind of deal that I think Liverpool can and should make now. That's the theory. In practice, sadly, we are ploughing through very difficult times now. And for a club that, uh, you know, at one point attempted to furlough staff to then splash out approaching £200 million on a young player, it doesn't sit well. And and have we even got that, that kind of catch now? Given what's happened in the fall, the drop off in revenue um, over the last few months, these are challenging times now, and it's going to be very, very difficult for us to try and achieve those sort of purchases. Not just for Liverpool, but any club in the world. The the landscape has changed, and it's going to be very, very interesting to see what we can what we can achieve now, what we can build upon. But the basis is there. We can dominate for a period of years now. And that's what we want. We want to be we want to be in the conversation year after year, don't we? We want to have success year after year and, and have these moments. And it's been a little bit it's been taken away from us, you know, for, for three reasons. I mean, one, the title was was one when we weren't even on on the pitch Two, the fans can't enjoy it with uh, the players anyway because of the virus. And three, let's face it. We've been denied the kind of excitement that we would have had had we won it last year, say, because let's face it, we'd wrap this title up weeks, months ago. So that 
that pinnacle point of excitement is is not with us. So it's not a hollow victory, but it doesn't quite feel the same as it could have done. But don't worry, there's there's more years to come. What a what a team, what a squad, what a manager. Uh, loving this moment. At Galasahi on Twitter, G U L A S A H I. Steve Dawson and Owen here with us on the post-game podcast. Well, we're only just getting to grips with the emotion of Liverpool becoming league champions, let alone, as Steve suggested, the possibility of them perhaps signing Kylian Mbappe. Before we go, though, to make you aware, in Friday's Liverpool Echo, we'll have the Football Echo, a special 16-page supplement with the best opinion, analysis and reaction from all our writers in a bumper souvenir special to celebrate the night that Liverpool became champions of England for the first time since 1990. Keep across the Blood Red Channel too as we continue to react to Liverpool becoming champions for the first time in 30 years. We won't tire of saying it, and I'm sure you won't, of hearing it. Thanks though for your time and company here on Post Game. Until next time, it's bye for now. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.